Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pure Victory Podcast. Braden Hafner here, across from me, the one and only Matt Klein. <laughs> That's me. There's only one of you. There's only one of me. And we're here. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, today we have a podcast episode that is has really been in the making for a while. We're going to be talking about purity today. What is purity? What is not purity? Why that matters for us? Why that matters when we're battling things like addiction with pornography, um, other sexual things? Why that matters for us? And how knowing what purity is can be very, very helpful for us and why sometimes listening to the culture and maybe sometimes some of the things we've heard in the church that aren't correct can actually be damaging to us. So let's talk about what purity is and what it isn't. Yeah, our hope for this is that you can see some purities in your heart and some impurities in your heart and get that focus, not 100% off the behavior, but more so off the behavior. We're just so behavior focused, right? And I remember just always thinking purity was sexual. And once I started realizing it wasn't, it literally was weird. It's like the whole word, the definition of the word was changing. Like, this is more than just sexual. So I got to be pure in my motive or pure in my language. Yeah. I never thought of that before. No. Being honest, having integrity, all those things. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And so, yeah, I've been reading James 4 lately and, you know, it speaks a lot about the heart. One thing I always think about when people are arguing with each other or there's a fence, it's like, what's in that person or me? Like, what's in me when I'm part of this i'm like is is there something going on because james 4 this is where i always get it from or go to is it says what causes quarrels and fights among you is it not the passions that are at war within you the desires that are within you or like no it's the other person they're starting this fight it's like no it's within it's what's within you it's that that evil sinful worldly desire in you for whatever it could be and our motive isn't accurate. And so sometimes I, I'll hear guys say, and when I say sometimes, I mean often, like I'll hear guys say is in a celebratory fashion, which is great. Like, hey, I've been porn free for two weeks or three weeks. I'm like, that's great. Like, it's mm -hmm. exciting to not be in sin. It's good. You can start to, you know, rewire your brain and stuff. But then I'll often ask, well, why is it? Like, what's changed? And the most common answer is, oh, I've been really busy. And really busy right you don't have time to look at porn <laughs> i don't have time no okay so it's an external thing that's just <clears throat> been a hindrance for you but you haven't done any hard work and that's where i was for two and a half years so i'm not ripping on anybody mm -hmm. but anyone and when i say that also i'm still in progress with that in, in process and learning what this looks like to really have a pure heart and be aware because we're always having to grow in self-awareness you know an indicator of impurity is the behavior but having the impurity out of our life is not just the behavior because someone can be free of a sin and still have a totally messed up impure heart. Yep. And so in James four, it's talking about the quarrels are caused because of what's inside of your heart. You always got to look at what's inside. It says that we desire and don't get, so we murder. It's because we're so covetous towards something. And so murder might not be literal murder, but it could be like slandering someone. Mm -hmm. It could be like, I go to this sin because of what this person did to me. And instead of forgiveness or grace, there's there's bitterness and there's slander towards somebody and putting all the blame on that person. And so we've got to be very careful with that. It says you ask and don't receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your own passions. 
And I see this all the time with marriages where somebody's going through this, this really hard time in their marriage. And so I remember one guy a couple months ago, like, like I, I started watching porn because my wife, for whatever reason, there's different reasons, but she was not as into sex anymore. And so God gave me these sexual needs that wasn't being satisfied. Right. And I said, wait a second. And so we had to go back like those sexual needs are not pleasures for you where God gives you that in order for you to spend that on yourself. And so he would be praying for, you know, an outlet for his sexual need, or he'd be praying for a good marriage. And so God is saying, though, I want you to have peace, even though you aren't getting it through this situation. I want you to have peace from me, even in a hard situation, or I want you to experience, you know, intimacy or satisfaction from me or fulfillment from me before you get it from a situation. So when we ask and we don't receive, God is saying there's an impurity in your heart. You're looking for something in the world to satisfy you. And he's like, I want your heart. Because then if he follows it up, he says, you adulterous people. We're looking to get something from something in the world or something. we're looking to get fulfilled in our heart from outside of God, basically. And he's like, I want, I want to give you purity from me. I want to give you joy and love and fulfillment, whatever, from me. And so later in James 4, it talks about submit yourself, yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God. And I, I always think this is really important because what does it look like to submit yourself to God? It's not just resist the devil in your own strength. It's submit yourself to God. So what does that mean? Well, what it means is draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And so cleanse your hands and purify your hearts. It's not just a cleansing of the hands, but that is important. And that's even the first one that says, it says that before purify your hearts. It's like, cleanse your hands, like get rid of the behavior, stop it. But also purify your hearts. So if you've been too busy to watch pornography or masturbate or look, go to a strip club or whatever it is, that's great. But purify your heart too. The next verse I think is really cool. It says, be wretched and mourn and weep. Or another translation, it says, grieve and wail and weep. Because God literally wants us to grieve when our heart is impure. Not just when we're in sin, but when there's an impurity in our heart. It says in scripture, the next part, it says, let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Because he doesn't want us to just be in denial about this impurity in our heart. He's like, I want you to be so broken over it. I want you to be so broken over the sin, but also the, the, the wrong motives that's in your heart. And the reason is because he's not putting guilt on us. He's wanting to take it from us. He's saying, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. And so when we have an impurity in our heart, he's literally saying, like, I can't exalt you because you, there's not the humility that he needs. And we're trying to get satisfaction from other things. And then when we don't, we escape into sin or porn or whatever. And so he's saying, I want you to have such an such a purity in your heart that when there's not that, mm-hmm. you're broken in my presence. You're humbly broken before me. And when there's that humility, then in time he will exalt you. And so there's a real benefit to us, but also to the kingdom of God for us to look and go, is there impurity in my heart? And have that be the focus alongside with getting rid of sin. Mm-hmm. And that work inwardly is given through us by the cross, what Jesus did for us, the blood, right? And you're not a Christ follower. These are terms you're like, what are you talking about? Well, Jesus died for us, took our sin upon him so that we are free. And that purity, it comes through him. And and often uh, 
this is an inward reality that um, sometimes we've gotten upside down and wrong in the sense that we think it's an outward thing and that points inward. But instead, often that's, you know, when we focus only on the outward, we become very performance driven. And when we don't receive what Jesus had done for us on an inward sense, he does a work of the heart. But we, as Matt, you're talking about, we have to come and submit ourselves, draw near to him. And the more that we draw near to him, the more that our identity is formed in him. And that's the design. That's the plan. That's what he has done for us on the cross. And how do we know this? Like sometimes uh, I know that we, we focus so much on the outward and we think that's the, that reveals purity in us. And there can be some truth to that. But the problem is, is that we can be outwardly looking pure, but not pure on the inside. And Jesus had a lot of conversations with the Pharisees about stuff like this, you know, talking, calling them whitewashed tombs. So on the, on the front, the outward, they looked a certain way, but inwardly they were full of death. And, and so it's, it's, it's true for us too. Like this is an inward reality that we need to come to terms with that God does that inward work in us as we draw near to him. And we are pure only because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. But then because we receive that, we take that in, then our outward behavior starts to reveal that inward reality. We've gotten it upside down. <laughs> we think that we got to do the outward work, behavior modification, right? And then that somehow makes us pure. That's not true. And I used to do this all the time. I mean, when I was a teenager, young Braddon, raging hormones, masturbating like crazy. <laughs> and I had this shame-based outlook on this. And I heard, I, I grew up in the purity culture, which was this understanding of the outward behavior. And you so focused on the outward behavior, behavior modification. You're not pure unless you're doing these things. And I just felt so much shame about that because I would masturbate, look at porn, and now all of a sudden I'm not pure anymore. And so I have to regain that purity through hard work of outward behavior, behavior modification. And to be honest, I just failed. I failed and failed and failed. I might go a while and I'm feeling pretty good about myself, but inwardly I still wasn't receiving that purity that I had in Jesus. You need an inward change to have that outward uh, that behavior be changed as well. Because if we do it the other way, that's what they call white knuckling it. You are doing your hardest through willpower to try to become pure. And often we start to view God in a way, hey, you only love me, God, when I'm doing the right thing. You only love me. You only accept me if I earn that from you, if I do all these good things. And we know this in uh, Isaiah. How does God view that? Well, if we look at, um, if we look at Isaiah 64, 6, I'll just read this to you. We are all infected and pure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall, and our sins sweep us away like the wind. Well, to God, because he is so holy, we can't earn our way into his, his acceptance and love. That was a gift given to us through the cross because he loved us so much. He died for us even when we were in our sin. But now, because we receive that, when we believe in faith, what Jesus did for us on the cross, now we have his full acceptance and love. That purity has been imported on us. Now, we have to still live out of that. We still have to obey, but it's a difference. It's a standing, a right standing with God that has been given to us through the cross is not earned. And, and sometimes we, we get that upside down, even on our head level, we might understand that, but our actions or life are not revealing that. So that's why I say, Hey, you can be impure while looking very pure on the outside. 
And, and so that's why we want to get to a better place because we don't want you white knuckling it anymore. It's so exhausting, so tiring. I lived there and camped out there for years <laughs> and it was really exhausting and frustrating too. It, it took an inward change and that meant drawing to Jesus and him changing my heart. And then the outward behavior started to reveal that inner inward change. So that's something that we need to come to terms with because if we don't, we're just going to be going in this cycle of doing well for a while and then stumbling, doing well for a while and stumbling. And it is very frustrating and exhausting. Yeah. You know, in the Bible, when it talks about no man is good or every heart, yeah. our heart yeah. was to say every heart is evil. Yeah. Like, really? Because <laughs> there's a lot of people, I'd say like, they're a good person. Yeah. And generally like you and I, we, we don't wish ill on people. We don't, right? Like there, there's lots that we could look at and go, like, I feel like I'm a good person, but that's not what the Bible says apart from Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I think often when I look at, or I bring myself openly to God and Psalm 139, 23, 24, I love it. It says, search me, God, and know my heart and test me. See if there's any offensive way in me, lead me in the way everlasting. It's like, search me, God. So when I, when I ask God, hey, search my heart, and I'm really open, it's pretty actually revealing and humble or hum humbling it's like oh there's actually a lot of sin and wrong motives in there that can be pretty subtle and they come out subtly or it could even be not with evil intent but it could be like like uh insecurity or like things that i believe about myself that are impure in the eyes of god it's not or or like i don't believe something about him that the bible says that's an impurity in my heart. I love it. Well, I don't really love it, honestly, but I love like the result of it. <laughs> when I go to him, I'm like, oh man, I can see all of this stuff in my heart. And it's not stuff that I like and even often that I'm aware of on a day-to-day. -day. Yeah, I think it's really important to see that and be willing to go to God with that prayer. I always tell people, pray that prayer because it's literally written for you. Oh, <laughs> you don't totally. have to remember it. And you can pray that prayer and God will will start revealing things. Yeah which is crazy. And if we don't, that's where I think a lot of people have even heard some unbelievers lately, like, well, I think I'm a good person. I was talking to one and he's just like, I, I think like, I'm not going to end up in hell because I'm, I'm a good person. And in his life, he has a Christian person who is <laughs> not <laughs> very, very selfish. And I don't know, like his heart is not surrendered, even though he believes in Jesus. And so he's like, I look at this Christian, I'm a better person than he is. And so how could I end up in hell? And yeah, logically, that makes sense. The grace of God is not logical. It doesn't make sense. It makes us pure when we're not. Mm. But this is what we have to understand is that when we see our impurities, God is saying, that's not who you are. Yeah. He's saying, right. And so there's a difference between our behaviors and our motives versus our God-given identity. And I, I heard this pastor this weekend. It was so good. I've never heard it before. He said, a lot of people will say that you know, people in the church are hypocrites or you'll feel like a hypocrite when you're in sin and then you'll come to the church and you're like, how could I be in the church or how could I present myself as a follower of Jesus if I'm in sin? I feel like a hypocrite. But this pastor said the true hypocrisy is when you go out in, into the world and you engage in worldly things. That's the hypocrisy because who you are really is a child of God. And so I'm like, man, this is really cool because God calls us pure, holy, blameless, righteous. Like he's like put on, like you are the righteousness of Christ. It's like, really? But I am engaged in sin. How is that true? So 
But when we bring our heart fully to God, he can reveal these things. It's not to show us this is who we are. It's to show us, hey, this is the offensive way that's in you. And now he can lead us in the way that's everlasting because who we are is, is, is different than often um, like the, than the sin or sometimes even our motives. God is so determined to have us live out the thing that he has called us to do. Yeah. Like he says, be holy because I'm holy. But then he says, like he presents us as holy yeah. to the father. Yeah. So he presents us as holy, but then he's saying, but be holy. So he, the label that we have, he wants us to live that out. And I was thinking of this when I played junior hockey, my coach, he'd often come in and he'd say, if we weren't playing well, he'd say, you guys, like, look at you guys, you're a bunch of little children, like your mummies and daddies have fed you, like spoon fed you your whole life from from silver and gold platters. And you guys just come in here and expect everything to be given to you. And you just go off on this thing. And I'm like, oh man. But here's the point is that he's saying like, on paper, you're a junior hockey player, but the way you're playing, that doesn't line up with that. And I just saw a clip even of an NHL coach the other day. He's just ripping on his team. And he it was the same kind of thing where he's like, you guys are playing like you're this, but play like men. Like you're a pro hockey player. Why are you playing like this? And I think that's the same thing thing in a very different and more gentle tone <laughs> what yeah. God the Father does to us. Yeah. He's like, I call you pure. I call you holy. This is your identity. So yeah. now it's time to live that out. But it's not just in the in the behavior that we have. It's like, what's the inner heart motive yeah. that we have? And it's really important to identify that. Yeah, and that's why God speaks to us this way uh, about our identity because we think our identity is based in our sin. And when that happens, we we are really bogged down and we have a hard time receiving this truth from God. Um, even Isaiah 118, I mean, receive this. This is what, what God says to us. He says, come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. They are, though, though they are as red as crimson, they shall be like wool. So this is the way that he talks to us. You know, he has washed us. He has cleansed us. We are pure and righteous before him. And that's because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And that's incredible. Do you hear that? Do you receive that? Sometimes we don't. We think, you know, like talking about this in our inner hard work, when we come to God, search me, O Lord. When we pray that to him, he does in his kindness and love. He reveals these things to us and he shows us. And by his grace, he leads us to repentance. And that's a different model than the model that often we go to, which is I will try to get the outward right and then I can come to God. And that separates us from God. That's what the enemy wants to do, separate you from your source, which is your loving heavenly father. When he does that, then you wallow in your sin. Yeah, and that, that like the scarlet and the crimson and that Isaiah 1 verse, it that's like, it's a red dye that's so strong. Like if you were to put it on a on a tree or on, on clothing or anything, like there's no way you can get that dye out. And so when we sin, it's saying like your sins are like scarlet. Like there's no way that you physically can get that sin out of you. But they shall be white as snow. Like that's crazy. And so how does that happen? It's because only it's impossible for us to do it. It's impossible for us to get that dye out of whatever it's on and only by the grace of God. And so like Braden's talking about, it's sometimes hard to, to realize like, because of what we've done, the purity that we can have with God. But I think it's really important to go back to scripture, like get a scripture. And I know some people 
a lot of people with sexual sin, it's really hard to walk in the grace of God to really receive the forgiveness that Jesus has, like the full and complete forgiveness for everything that you've done. That's really hard to walk it out sometimes. And so if you can go to this scripture or other scriptures and just every time you feel guilt, it's like, nah, I, I, I am pure. Like God has, has made me white as snow, like made my sins white as snow. Like they're not there anymore. Anytime you have that impurity in your heart, I just think it's really, really important. And I have to do this. It's like, what does God say about that? Because the impurity is not just sin. It's anything that is out of alignment with what God says. And we got to remember that if, if, if we're carrying guilt that he doesn't want us to carry or guilt, carrying shame or insecurity or whatever that he doesn't want us to carry, that's an impurity that hinders not only our own joy and our own abundance in life, but it hinders what we can do for the kingdom of God too. And so he's saying, humble yourselves. I want to exalt you, but humble yourself to my reality, which sometimes is, is like humbling yourself is realizing, okay, my negative opinion about myself I need to drop that and receive God's incredible opinion about me that doesn't make sense. That's pretty humbling, but it's pretty awesome and we can do it. And so sometimes when we carry that guilt, God is saying, I want you to humble yourself and realize that that your guilt is not greater than my strength or, or my grace. And I want you to walk in my grace because that's really where we, where we're, we start walking in the purity that God has is when we receive that grace and walk in that grace. Um, even though we've sinned and even though we've screwed up, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it's important that we understand this because um, this is really part of the healing journey is receiving what God has for us. Um, it's not about climbing rungs of a ladder and we make our way to start to the top that way. It's actually a very different approach. We receive from Jesus. He does the work and then we move forward in a path and a journey that is not based on the successes of what we think really matter. It's, it's really based on the inner work that sometimes we don't see, but it does, it is revealed in powerful ways. And why does God do it that way? Well, his love for us really spurs us on to a different approach to life and different approach to our relationships. It moves us in ways that are healing and life giving. And we have abundance in our lives because we receive first from him. And the, the, we just miss out on that when we are so focused on that outward behavior first. And it isn't that outward. We just want to be very clear. It isn't that our behavior doesn't matter. Like we're not saying what we're saying so that you can continue to watch porn and say, hey, Braden and Matt said that um, purity is an inward thing. And I, it's just a, a label and I can continue to, continue to live life the way that I am by looking at porn and masturbating or doing other sexual things, going to strip clubs, whatever else. That's not what we're saying. It's saying when you actually receive that you are pure and made righteous through the cross, through Jesus, then you start to live a certain way. You live out of that truth. I mean, if you're told you're a certain thing, that's the label, our lives will reflect that. Like Matt was talking about in the dressing room with his coach, he's told, you are a junior hockey player. Now go play like a junior hockey player. When you live out of that, that truth, that identity piece, then our, our behavior starts to reflect that. But again, we've gotten this upside down and it has caused a lot of shame for us because we can't match up anymore. Um, we feel really defeated. And when you're defeated, you stop really moving forward. You stop trying. I know I was there. You know, I would hear something like this on a podcast and I had a hard time receiving that I was made pure and righteous through God and that I, it wasn't based on, you know, me doing something on a performative level to get God's love and acceptance. 
I viewed God incorrectly. I viewed him as an angry, judgeful God. Judgeful? Is that a word? Judgeful? <laughs> it is not. Judgmental? Judgmental is the word, but judgeful uh, works too. Judgeful. <laughs> um, and I viewed him that way. And I didn't want to draw near to him because I thought he was mad with me. I thought he was angry with me. I thought that he was ashamed of me. And I wouldn't have said that to you. If you were to talk to me on the street, I would never have said those things. But inwardly, I really believed those things because I was only focused on my outward behavior. And we don't want that for you. The way that I overcame that really was, it wasn't through hard work on my end, it was surrender. I had to surrender to God that, yes, this is what you say about me. I'm going to believe this. And then coming to him. I didn't come to him fully when I was battling porn. I really was focused on that surface level behavior. And then I would try to come to him. I remember, I don't know, Matt, if you were like this, but I do two, three months, four months of sobriety, not looking at porn. I'm I'm masturbating. I almost never did yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had stretches. <laughs> I go right? two, three hours. Yeah. Okay. Us. Well, there was points where I had stretches, right? Maybe it was a wood day, a week, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, now I can come to God. Now I can go and do things for God because, hey, I'm pure, right? <laughs> that was a mindset I had. And then all totally. of a sudden, I would stumble, trip, fall, go look at porn, masturbate, whatever else. Now, no longer am I pure. I can't serve anymore. I can't um, come to God anymore. He's angry with me. He's mad at me. He's ashamed of me. So now I got to earn my stripes again. I got to start doing these things uh, behavior-wise so that God will love me again. And it is very exhausting to live that way. And then I don't receive the fullness that God has for me because he just wants intimacy with us, a deep, intimate relationship with us. He wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to just love you. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't view your sin harshly, but that harshness was given to Jesus on the cross and now what he has for us is kindness. If we walk with him and receive that from him, you know, his kindness leads to repentance, not his anger. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's really important for us to understand. Um, it's that God does look at our sin very seriously. He does. But we now have a better way forward. And that is because he has died for us on the cross and we can receive that from him. And when we do, um, now we have a right standing with him. We don't have to earn our way into his love into his good books. We have that. Now let's live out of that. Yeah. One of our awesome guys in one of our groups in Pure Freedom Journey, he he was talking about it was guilt or shame or something. And let's, let's say it was guilt. And I said, is there like, what draws you to repentance? And he's like, oh, well, guilt, but like a healthy guilt. Right. And I was like, actually like, so let's go through the scripture. It's God's kindness that draws us to repentance. And he was like, oh my gosh. And so it's an impurity in his heart that seemed right, right? You should feel guilty when you sin, and then that should lead you to God's grace. And that's not the Bible. And God's grace literally is not logical. It, his ways are not the world's ways. No. And so if we think something, it's not like this person even had an evil intent with this. He had a good intent. He was trying to get pure um, uh, in his heart, trying to get pure in his behavior, trying to go to God. But it was it was wrong. It was impurity. That's what Psalm one thirty nine is. It's an offensive way in him because mm -hmm. it's not God's way. It's not the everlasting way. So we got to realize an impurity in our heart could even have good motives. And I see it lots, even in me. Like, oh, I was trying to do the right thing, but it's it, it's not what the Bible wants. Even this is not the sexual things, but some people they'll be so generous and. Like it's the Christian thing to give, or it's like what God wants. He wants me to be generous. And it's like, yeah, but he actually wants obedience more than sacrifice. 
And so sometimes we can be sacrificial or generous, but it's an impure motive because you're trying to get maybe self, uh, maybe feel good about yourself, but you're not being obedient. Maybe you're not one with your spouse with it, or you're not listening to God and, and you're doing, you're giving. So we, we got to be really mindful of these impurities in our hearts because it could be with good motive, but it's not a godly motive. And we got to be aware of that. I, I, there's this uh, this speaker on the weekend I was listening to. He said, well, I'll just say this. Like, So I was at this camp and I was one of two speakers and the other guy was speaking first. And so in his first message, it was awesome. He said, he said, are you a man of God? Are you a man of God? And I went, do I think that I'm a man of God? And I, And really, no would be the answer. I was like, wow, this is really revealing to me. Because I would say easily that I'm a child of God. But a man of God, to me, it means like responsibility and going and doing things that are bold and like that only certain select few men of God do. And I was like, wow, this is interesting that I view myself as a child of God, not so much a man of God. And probably you listening to this or people that hear hear me preach or whatever is like, oh, he's a man of God. But if I don't see myself that way, which I don't really... It's like, oh, this has to change. And so I'm work I'm I was like praying through this or thinking through this, like, why don't I? And it's because sometimes I focus on what I'm not doing or what I think I should be doing, or I should be more more bold in whatever praying for people, more bold in in whatever it would be. And so I focus on like what am I not doing that I think I should be doing, and therefore I don't feel like I'm always a man of God. Like people are like, hey, I'm going to go get the man of God to pray for me. I'm like, well, that's probably going to be someone else. Like, wow, the crazy. So my whole thing is there's an impurity in me because my identity is not set with what God wants it to be. And it's all because of something that I don't feel I'm doing right. And so it's a behavior that's affected my my view of my identity, which is very interesting. So there's vulnerability for you. I'm just working through that. But I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, so... In scripture, it says that we're not a slave to sin, but we're a slave to righteousness. So if we're a slave to sin, we're a slave to whatever sin wants. Sin says, go watch porn. That's what you do. Sin says, go eat way too many chips. That's what you do. But if you're a slave to righteousness, then that's what you do. You put on the breastplate of righteousness, armor of God, or you like you live a righteous life. No matter what happens, you're like, I know I'm the righteousness of Christ. And you just like, that's you put that on as your identity. And so in scripture, lots of the books of Bible talk about a bond servant to Christ and a bond servant to Christ is like, they're literally laying down their rights to do what Christ wants. And in this sense, I want to speak not to the doing, but to the being It's like, we got to lay down our impure thoughts about ourselves and just go, okay, I'm a slave to righteousness. Whatever God says about me, that's who I am. And if you can look at like, what are the good motives that you have? that are not necessarily from God, you got to drop those and go, okay, this is what God wants me to do. Or the things that you say about yourself, you might think, oh, this is really humble because I I just want to look at, like, I don't want to think that I'm more than I am because I just want to have a humble view of myself. And God's like, no, I want you to think you're more than you are or, or more than you think you are because I've called you to be more and I have a greater identity to you or for you. And so sometimes we got to just lay down these impurities, even if they don't seem like really big things and go, this is what God says I am. Okay. And get a scripture and go back to that always and work through that. 
in prayer and I think even confess to other people or to people in a hundred countries around the world on a podcast, if you want to do that. (laughs) And so anyways, there's, there's different levels of impurities, but that's why I think it's really important to be honest and open and go to God and say, Hey, what's going on in my heart and come to him in these things. Uh, Let us reason together. He says, let's reason with the reason that Christ has. That's right. And so if you're listening out there and you're like, well, Brad and Matt, my past, I slept around. I've been looking at porn X amount of hours. You know, I've done such terrible things. I've thought such terrible things. I've said such terrible things. Um, and these are the things that you're hanging around your neck. You don't think that God loves you or accepts you. If you feel that that is who you are, the identity that you've taken on, it might be identity labels of failure or defeated or not worthy, all those things. We want to just come against those things and we invite you to come against them with us. That's not true. Those things aren't true. And we want you to get this, that when you come to God, when you come to Jesus, he fully accepts you, fully loves you. And you need to receive that. You need to receive that. Even if you close your eyes now and pray that, just to receive an image of of Jesus just embracing you. I would encourage you to do that. Just have that image in your mind. And as you do, I'm just going to read this verse. And this is, this is straight from Matthew. It's on one of the gospels in the New Testament. <laughs> but this is what Jesus said. Come to me, all you who are wearied and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You've been burdened. You've been feeling beaten down. You've been adopting this understanding of purity maybe for a long time that has made you feel very shamed, very guilt-driven in life. And it's been hard. And we empathize with you. We understand. We were there too. And it is a hard way to live. And we just want to say there is a better way. So come to Jesus, that invitation, receive that and identify with what he is saying and understand that your identity is in him. You were made pure and righteous, white as snow. He has removed your sins. And so receive that. So no matter what you've done, no matter what burden you're carrying, can you release that to him today? And we just encourage you to do that. Now live out of the purity of the, well, the, the truth, the, the true label that you are because of Jesus. Live out of that. And this is an important truth to grasp. So we encourage you today. We're praying you on. We're cheering you on. And we're thankful that you're here today listening with us. So bless you. Have a great week. We'll check in with you next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.